Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. And today is a very special episode of Memorial Day Motivational Monday. And I'm not going to do things as I normally do. I'm not going to pick a quote. I'm not going to motivate people through someone inspiring. I'm going to inspire people through someone that was important to me. And I'm going to tell someone's story who made a difference in my life. And that person is First Lieutenant Andrew John Basevich. He was my best friend for 12 years. He passed away. He was killed in action in the Iraq War on May 13th, 2007, so 12 years ago. So as my best friend for 12 years, he's also been gone for 12 years. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about him and that I don't... um, remember him and the life that he had and the impact he made on me. So first off, as Memorial Day here in the United States, it's dedicated to the men and women who serve in the military services, protecting their country and for their country. And while if you agree with war or disagree with war, that's beyond the point of Memorial Day. It's about the people that actually choose to serve and give their life and risk their life for this country and many of which, you know, lives have been cut short because of it, but they've lived a full life. And, and I want to talk about that with Andy. And just so everyone knows, he was born July 8th, 1979. I will never forget that date. And he will forever remain in my heart and in my soul as a person that has impacted my life. I spent uh, four years with Andy at the Heights and one year at Dickinson College with him before he transferred to Boston University. Um, he entered the military later in life and is later in his 20s because he felt he had an obligation to serve and and give back for the life that he had. And it was a calling for him. It always had been. Uh, ever since Dickinson College, I can remember him being part of ROTC and wanting that role in life. And so I'm going to talk about him and I'm going to let everyone know the impact that he's made in my life. But I want to start from the beginning. So when I meet Andy Basevich, it would have been August of 1994. And he was dropped off at the Heights where we went to high school. And mind you, I graduated in the class of 27 to 29 people. I can't exactly remember the number, but obviously we were a small class, all boys Catholic school. And we had a bond and friendships and things and people that we hung out with that was incredible. And we got to be boys and we got to learn how to be men. Um, I was never Justin in class. I was Mr. Bizarro with all the teachers. We respected our teachers. We had respect for them. And it was the right place to learn how to be men and learn our responsibilities in life and learn that our actions had consequences and that we needed to learn those consequences ourselves because someone teaching them to us didn't always teach us a lesson that we needed to learn. So here's where I'm going to go with this. This one's a little hard for me, but so I meet Andy, August 1994, soccer camp, loading up on the bus, go from the Heights to a camp off the Patuxent River where we would do basically four days for seven days straight as part of a soccer camp before we would actually even get into preseason. So we would sign up and we would go and we would be men. 
And I remember now here I'm an NCSL, which is one of the top leagues in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm Division One. You know, I'm probably one of the best soccer players at the time in my class, if not the best. Um, I'm definitely one of the best soccer players in the school. I would end up making varsity that year and playing and starting. But here is this kid, and we have to do every morning, when I say four days, the first part of our day, every day would consist of a two-mile run, four time. And here is this guy, Andrew Basevich, who goofball and, and laughing and yet somewhat serious, kicking every other freshman's butt. And not only the freshman's butt, I'm pretty sure he he would finish first or close to first almost every two-mile run. And you're just blown away by this guy. It, it's just the type of person he was. He was a very good runner. He could run and run and run, and he had the lungs for it, and he had the ability to keep going, and he was dedicated to it. So my first impression of Andrew Basevich, um, jerk. But uh, there was jealousy there. He was He's a phenomenal athlete. He was a phenomenal human being. And being at an all-boys school, you know, we earned our way and stuff like that. And I will never, ever forget we were doing what boys do and earning our rights into the, into the soccer team. And, you know, Andy decided to run. Um, he, he didn't want to go through it. He didn't want to rough house with the seniors and, uh, and have this contest. So he ran into the woods and hid. It's one of my favorite experiences of Andy. Honestly, he just was, was a guy and he used his legs and he ran and, you know, anything he didn't want to do, anything that would trouble him, he would use running as his vehicle to deal with that. And that's pretty awesome. Is amazing avenue for him, and so that was my first impression of Andy was soccer. Um, before we ever went to school, it was soccer, and it was quite an incredible experience. Um, and soccer became how Andy and I bonded throughout our lives. I mean, Andy played soccer with me at the Heights for four years. Um, I would get pushed up to varsity. Very early on in the season, on uh, about three games in, get a starting position. And that's where I would spend most of my time. And so at the time, Andy lived in Rockville, Maryland, which wasn't close to me. But by the time we got to sophomore year, I would drive by December. We would play soccer together and we would carpool all the time. So Andy and I became pretty good friends. And outside the the group of friends that each of us had within that subcategory of friends that happen at the heights we were in different classes we had different interests we you know we saw things differently I was part of the heights class group that sort of came into the heights in seventh grade and then middle school and he was part of the group that came into the heights at ninth grade so I mean there were sort of two clicks that happened in our school and and then from there you know you just find your friends amongst it but Andy and I always bonded through driving we spent time together we go play indoor soccer together we play indoor soccer together for the heights we played futsal together uh for the heights we trained together we'd spent so much time together that no one i don't think actually ever knew um because him and i just did it we lived close to each other we spent time together we trained together for soccer we'd run together we'd 
do different things. We'd spend summertime together between jobs. I'd go visit him when he worked at McDonald's or Varsity Scoops and Grill or anywhere that he had a position or at the National Park when he was mowing lawns and, and doing forest service. So it's someone that has always been there for me. I mean, I had to work one day, but my car needed to have subwoofers put into it. And, uh, you know, he went, um, with my girlfriend at the time and they took care of it. And he was always there. He was always a friend and probably the best person in my life that kept me where I needed to be. Um, and always balanced me. You know, I was very serious in class. He was sort of a goofball a lot of the time, which I loved and he made me laugh all the time. But then as we got older, he became the more serious one and I became more of the goofball and there was always a balance there. So story time. By the time we get to senior year, uh, Andy's on the soccer team and Andy has a knack for either you absolutely love him or you absolutely can't stand him. And um, it's getting to know him and love him and love his personality that really stuck out to me. But he could play soccer and trash talk someone into complete disaster. Like mentally fall apart. He was such a good trash talker. I mean, we had fights start in soccer games senior year of high school. And like one day, okay, so here's the story. We all decided we were going to shave our heads for class unit, for varsity soccer unity uh, senior year. We all did it. All of us, the whole team had shaved heads, maybe except for one person and maybe two people, who knows. But we all did it for the most part. And Andy waited to do it until, because he had an event to go to. I believe it was his sister's wedding, but I could be wrong. And after that, he did it. And literally this guy started pelting on Andy so bad, you could see the bumps all over his bald head. And by bald, I mean shaved like crew cut. And he just had bumps all over his head. And it didn't even phase him. It didn't even matter to him. He knew that he had gotten the better of the person and totally taken him out of the game and mentally. And it was quite an amazing experience to watch Andy in action. Um, he didn't really care what other people thought of him. He was a confident person. He liked who he was. He joked around about it. I'm sure he had insecurities about certain things, but he never really went there. He was a confident individual and he liked his life and he enjoyed every moment of it. You know, so he was amazing. Like I dated a girl in Baltimore and had a girlfriend in Baltimore and he would go with me to parties and stuff up in Baltimore because I didn't want to go alone because I didn't know anyone else. I went to an all boys school and we were going to parties for a girl I dated who went to public school with boys and girls and everything like that up in Baltimore County. So a long ways away, but he was always there. He would always be my wingman. He always have fun. He'd always help me plan parties because I grew up on a horse farm. Yes. So with tons of horses. And so every time my parents go out of town, field party at Bizarro's house. And so there were just things like that, that always happened. He was just one of those guys. You know, I remember, you know, we used to just have such great times with each other. And one of the things I loved about Andy the most was his sense of humor and his ability to just take things on. And sometimes, you know, he would get vulnerable and, and sensitive. He cared deeply about his family and he cared deeply about his sisters, particularly his younger sister, Katie. 
And it was just so amazing because Katie was around the same age as my younger sister, Anjanette. And it just taught us so much about each other. You know, two people that in some ways were different, but also so much the same in the amount of time we spent together. I mean, he was my best friend. So anyway, senior year, um, Andy decided he was going to perfect the shoulder ball and score a goal off it. And so we are literally tied two to two. Walter Johnson, open goal, Carrill, one of the other members of our team, shoots the ball, goalie's down, open goal. Andy decides he's going to try a shoulder ball into the goal for us to win the game. Well, Andy shoulder balls it, and it hits off the crossbar and right to the goalie uh, who's laying on the ground. So he missed the goal. Just one of my very interesting stories about Andy. But he was always a part of it. You know, my parents had this big Ford truck crew cab, you know, four door, one of the first 1989. It was maroon with a white stripe down it. And he would love driving around in it and talking to people and beeping the horn. And, you know, junior and senior year, we'd go to soccer all the time and I'd pick him up and we'd drive and Andy would always have a new song that he would like, whether it was the Spice Girls, yes, the Spice Girls, or the Macarena. Like, he literally made me put the car in park, blare the Macarena, and he got out in the middle of the street, like four lanes going every direction, and started doing the Macarena for everyone, to people cheering their, beeping their horn and cheering them on. And just some of the most amazing things that I will always remember about him, you know, I always remember his work ethic. I'll always remember how hard he worked at everything. I'll always remember things like how small his nipples were, which is kind of funny because we always used to joke around about it. And in case anyone doesn't know, when you're in all boys school, you always make fun of each other and you always go after each other and you learn to have a thick skin um, and learn to joke around with each other and have a, you know, just be vulnerable because you pick on each other and you try to make other people laugh and it's a contest and it's just the way we were as a class. We were always there for each other and Andy always was that uh, to the very end. I mean, one of my favorite people and, you know, I would do river ralphing, which was inner tubing down a river with beer with my fraternity brothers every summer. We did it for 10 years in a row. Andy was there almost every year he could be. And it was amazing. And he would come hang out and be a part of it all and joke around and get along with everyone and just be a fun guy. I mean, he was somewhat of a prankster. You know, I'll, I'll never forget the time we literally went to Ocean City, Maryland with no place to stay. And we all slept on the beach. And by the time we woke up in the morning, the sun had been out. Andy slept with his sunglasses on and had been sunburned from head to toe. And it was a really rough um, ocean, and the waves were big that, that year. And we'd go to the beach, and it'd always be Andy versus nature. And he tried to just go in and, like, <laughs> beat these waves and remain standing up. Now, mind you, nature definitely won every time. But it was just the things like that. He always made fun with everything. He always was competitive. He was always a role model. He was always someone that helped out people. He was always there for people. He was always the person you wanted on your team because he had your back no matter what. And that's really, you know, as hard as it was when he told us he was going into the military, the Iraq war was already started. We were already in the Afghan war as well. And so... 
we didn't know where he was going to end up, but this is something that he felt was his calling in life. And there was about three years after he died where I was just angry, uh, as a human being, um, and just angry, like someone like him could be taken from us, but I understand why he did it. And he wanted to serve and give to people. And he felt that the military was his way. And it was a calling in his life. I mean, in Dickinson College, one of my favorite stories of Andy is, I literally need a haircut. And him and I would go everywhere together. We'd drive home together. He'd come stay at my parents' house all the time. Um, you know, there were three of us from the Heights at Dickinson College, including Karel Postoloff. And the first freshman year we were there, we just had a blast. And Andy was really good at making friends with people. He was really good at meeting people and hanging out with them and introducing people and including people in his groups. And like a lot of the friends that I made at Dickinson, like outside of my fraternity was because of Andy. Um, they stuck with me for life. And so one of my favorite things is this, I need a haircut. And we, so I'm like, okay, I need to go get a haircut. I have a game for soccer. And he went with me to this game, and these people are trying to get this squirrel out of the barbershop. And in Pennsylvania, the houses are sort of built up, and they're sort of row homes. But they have stairs going up. So here's, we're about to go in this barbershop, and they open the door, and they're chasing the squirrel. And the squirrel literally jumps out and attaches itself to Andy's shirt with the claws. And he is freaking out. And the weirdest part is, is afterwards, I don't know how... But he's like, oh my God, he's still shooken up that the squirrel would choose him and what bad luck he had and wrong place at wrong time and and all this stuff. So we decided, okay, well, well, let's go to this fraternity. They have a Beirut tournament and we'll have some beers and then go whatever. And he's like, no, I think we're going to get, we're going to go to the fraternity. We're going to drink some beers and we're going to go get some tattoos. So Andy literally gets a Dickinson D tattoo on his leg. And then, obviously, transfers after freshman year. So he's got a Dickinson D uh, tattoo on his leg from him and I going to a tattoo parlor. I still have the tattoo on my back. It's a 33, which was my soccer number for a lot of years of my life. And I consider it to be my lucky number, as you guys know from episode 33. But it's something that I have on me that I did with him that'll be there for the rest of my life. That's a reminder of him. And Dickinson, wow, those... Getting to go to college and experience freshman year with Andy was one of the most amazing experiences. And I remember breaking up with girlfriends and having issues and having, you know, soccer issues. And he'd be the guy, him and Carell would get me in my car. We'd take a soccer ball to the soccer fields and we'd go play soccer. Obviously, we'd always get in trouble because we were on the fields late at night. But we would just go kick around the ball. And it was the most amazing thing. And he would always drag me to the gym to work out and try to make sure that I could be the best athlete I could. He was just a great friend. And I had broken my foot before freshman year of college. And he was there for me to take me around and, and help me out and do the right things. And he was just a person that really, when you think of someone that's in the military serving their country, they give selflessly. And that was Andrew John Basevich uh, to me, uh, you know. And so Memorial Day weekend, anyone who's ever done CrossFit knows that there's a workout called Murph. It's dedicated to Michael Murphy, who died in Afghanistan. Um, but the workout is something he did every day, and it's basically run one mile, 
do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then another one-mile run. And since I've started CrossFit in 2012, I've done Murph every year in dedication to Andrew. And this year, today, actually, as I'm recording this, I did Murph, and I strained my calf muscle really badly the first mile. Just out of nowhere, I went to sprint across the street because a car was there, and I got crazy and probably a little old to be sprinting at full speed. And so I pulled my calf, but I wanted to give up. I was devastated, like right from the beginning, hurt and still have the mile to run. And what am I going to do? But I couldn't help but feel that I had to do it for Andy. And I wasn't going to cheat the last mile that we had to do after it was all done or do a bike. I had to do it. It took me an hour and 20 minutes to get this workout done. Every time I drop off the pull-up bar, calf muscle, excruciating pain, you know, and but it wasn't anything compared to what it must have been like to him to train and go into the military and dedicate his life and be a role model and a leader for his men. And one of the greatest things that, that I know is that anyone who doesn't know this, Andy actually got to work as a legislative aide for Mitt Romney's office. And one of the things that Mitt Romney said about Andy was his dedication to serve not only in the military, but to people. And I remember it as it was read at his funeral still to this day that, that he had said it. And it's just one of the most crazy things I've, you know, ever heard that how someone that only met him for a brief second, you know, all that time knew exactly who he was. But that was Andy. He wore his heart on his sleeve, and his heart was courageous, and he was brave, and he would go do things. Andy needed a job. He wanted money. He would go figure out a way to do it. He needed to get into shape. He'd figure out a way to run four to five miles every day. He wanted to run a marathon. He'd train for a marathon. You know, whatever he set his mind to, he accomplished as an individual, and it was just incredible. So I'm all over the board. Um, my story is not... My stories are kind of everywhere, but I want them to know Andy was a first lieutenant in the U.S. Army. He was assigned to the 3rd Battalion, the 8th Cavalry Regiment, 3rd Brigade Team, 1st Cavalry Division. Uh, he passed away again. He was killed in action by IED on May 13, 2017, I mean 2007, at the age of 27 years old. Now, the age of 27, um, for those who don't know this, 27 is an interesting age because there's a lot of artists in the music world that have died at the age of 27. Um, Andy would have been going on to his 28th birthday. Uh, it was around the weekend of Mother's Day. Um, I will never forget when my mom called me on the phone and call had, because she had received a call from Andy's mom telling us what happened. And... I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I just, I will never forget the stairs in my house that I sat on and cried. I will never forget that I sat in a lawn chair in my backyard by myself until probably 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I'll never forget the loss that I felt, um, that I didn't get to say goodbye but I was lucky enough to see him in New York City 
when he was there visiting another one of our friends, Pierre Debas, about two weeks before um, he was killed. And how lucky I was to have that experience and just let him know that I loved him uh, and that he meant the world to me. And typical Andy style, you know, we had our moments with the cab driver. We had our moments, you know, and he was just a guy that he stuck up for his friends. He stuck up for himself and no one was going to push him around. He was one of the bravest people and he wasn't afraid. Uh, I don't know. Um, One of my favorite experiences with Andy is we drove up our freshman year of college to go visit his family uh, for our fall break. And minus the fight we had over reading a map on the way there where him and I threw maps at each other on the car ride because we were so irritated with each other. We stopped at our friend Pierre's in Long Island at Hofstra University and had one of the most amazing experiences ever. And the craziest thing is, like, I will remember stuff with him forever. The police, the group, we listened to it the whole way there. We listened to it while we were there. And I just will always remember Andy singing. I will always remember Bismarcky, Just a Friend. I always remember smoking cigars any chance we could get because Andy and Pierre... And I love doing that, you know, as uh, together. And it's just one of the craziest things. Andy always figured out ways to, to get beer and, and just talk his way through things and could talk people into anything. And, you know, there's a million memories about him that I could keep going on and on and on. Um, but he's just one of the most amazing people ever. I remember he liked the Britney Spears song, Hit Me One More Time, so much when we were in college. He would record it every time it came on so he could have a video that just played the song over and over again. Mind you, about two years later, I would be in a Say What karaoke uh, contest, and that's the song I got drafted. And thank you to Andy because I saw that video and heard the song so much I actually knew the lyrics. And so things like that, that he always played a part in my life and, and just, I wish I would have done more, you know? So anyone who's out there who has a friend, um, here's the thing for motivational Monday, since I've been all over the place, anyone who has a friend that's in the military, anyone who has a friend period, go out there and be a good friend, uh, be a good person, uh, dedicate your life to other people help other people as entrepreneurs, you know, help them grow, have an open heart because Andrew Basevich gave his life for this country. Um, he gave his life for everyone and protected everyone around him. He was an amazing friend and he was always there when we needed him. And I wish that he could know how much I truly care about him and miss him. Because there isn't a day that goes by I don't think about him. He's my best friend. And I miss him. But every day I think about him and I pray for him. Because uh, the memories and the things that he taught me in life and gave me in life were so much. He taught me what it was like to be a true friend. He taught me what it was like to love people. And care about people and protect people and be there for people. And he taught me what it was like not to be a selfish person. So. We all have people in our life that teach us stuff. 
So anyone that's in your life right now because you don't know when you're going to get another chance, tell them that you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you. And take advantage of the time that you have with them to tell them this because you never want to live your life thinking that you never told them. I love you guys in the audience. Andrew John Basevich, I love the shit out of you, dog. Two times. And you'll always be in my heart and in my soul. And Andy's parents, thank you for sharing Andy with all of us, uh, bringing him into this world. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, I know I was all over the board. It was a little tough emotionally, and my storytelling's all over the board. But I will never forget him. Well, there was parties at what he called El Rancho Bizarro, which was Pleasant View Farm where I grew up. Indoor soccer matches, uh, sliding his car into a snowdrift and having me help him get it out, and uh, parties in my parents' hot tub, um, parties at friends' house, you know, anything we could do to, to have a good time, going to the beach, road trips, whatever it is we could get ourselves into, sneaking around trying to buy beer when we were underage. You know, everything was just so much fun with him and so many memories, always. Um, the Heights gym playing indoor soccer. Uh, the Heights when we would, you know, play basketball and just in the back courts before classes. Uh, the Heights during Capture the Flag, which anyone who doesn't know, once a month we would have Capture the Flag, or it was actually every other Friday. And the classes would line up, and we'd have capture the flag across the whole campus, team versus team. And it was one of the coolest things to watch. Andy grab the flag and run. The dude could run. It was one of the most amazing things. Um, he was a great soccer player, and he worked hard at it. And I often feel that he didn't get enough credit for what he could do because he was a goofball, number one. But number two, because he could talk the greatest amount of trash that it was. We were a small school. And we would go up against Goliath. We were David and we would win. And people would hate the shit out of us because we were such a small school. And we really did well in sports, whether it was basketball, baseball, or soccer. We had good teams. And we worked hard and we understood what it was like to outwork people. And Andy was the pinnacle of that. He knew how to outwork people. He knew how to be in better shape than people. He knew how to run them down to dog them until they couldn't play anymore. He would just exhaust them at defense. He'd play defense against a guy. The guy, he would just keep up with them. He wouldn't even need to take the ball. All he'd do is keep pace with them the whole game. And soccer is a 90-minute game, and you would watch about 60 to 70 minutes in. The guy would start dogging. He would start dying on them. Sub in. You know, okay, fine, sub them. And he's now got still the energy to keep up with a sub and dog him for the rest of the game so he doesn't have it. He was a very special player, uh, in my opinion, and I often feel he didn't get enough credit. But we went longer than I wanted to on this Motivational Monday. But I'm sure I'll talk about him again every Memorial Day. But I thought since I have the opportunity to put my voice out there, to talk about a friend, to talk about someone that had a huge impact on my life, that I would talk about you, Andrew John Basevich, born July 8th, 1979, killed in action May 13th, 2007. 
and I miss you, dog. I miss you a lot, and I only wish you were here to to see all of it, and thanks for everything you gave me, and thank you for the life that I have because of you and, and what you've done for me and taught me. So thank you, everyone in the audience, for listening in. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and like I said, one takeaway, motivate yourself. Thank the people who are in your life. Tell them you love them. Do it while you have time, while you're here and while they're here. Don't regret it. Go out there. Tell people you love them. Tell people you care about them. Tell people what they mean to you. Thank you, everyone, for listening in, and have a great day. If you want to reach out to me, look me up on Facebook and Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. Thanks. Bye.